You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, powerful creator, powerful and awesome manifester. Uh, this is Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. So grateful, so thankful, so appreciative that you made a decision to join my show today. And if you are listening, I believe that the Spirit of God has attracted you here. You're talking about the law of attraction so that you can receive the download that you've been searching for, the answer that you've been looking for, the solution, I believe, is here for you today. So I want you to open up your heart, open up your spirit, and get ready to receive. Well, how are you doing? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this. It is certainly the right time. Well, I have had a great week. It's been a busy and productive week. It's been cold here in the ATL, but all is well. Just a, a couple of things that I have coming up. Uh, I'm finalizing the date, but I'm going to have another, I don't know if I'm going to call it a retreat at Eagles Landing Country Club, but it's going to be know your value so that you can manifest anything. And it's going to be for women only. And then another thing that I'm going to be doing is a free virtual seminar. And it's going to be entitled Women Who Love Too Much. Are you one of those? Uh, I'll give you those dates later on. And I'm just going to talk to you about how to take a look at your choices in relationships. You know, I uh, did a support group for, boy, how many years? Probably maybe 10 years around the book, Women Who Love Too Much and the principles around that. So those are two upcoming things that I have uh, coming up. My um, guest today, you better put your seatbelt on. We got a powerhouse. Boy, she is so awesome. Um, we have Dr. Nicole Roberts-Jones, and she's going to be talking to you about how to bankroll your brilliance. Anybody interested in that? How you can uh, take your purpose and use your faith and bankroll your business and make profit and serve others can't wait to hear what she has to say but uh, i'm going to answer a listener's question but before that i want you to follow me on social social media tiktok law of attraction constant same thing for instagram facebook is constance arnold think believe manifest i got two uh, facebook pages, but i want you to follow my that page, Constance on the Think, Believe, and Manifest, and of course, my YouTube channel. Some of you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel. I went live uh, last night. I go live usually once a week on all of the platforms. Uh, you get a chance to ask me questions, so uh, it's a great opportunity for you to connect with me personally. 
visit my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. On my website, you can get my book, Man, Secrets to Success. It's a powerful workbook. You need to get that. And then if you have been struggling with love and choosing the wrong kind of person and the same person over and over and over again, uh, get my book, uh, How to Attract and Manifest Genuine Love. It took me years uh, to write those books. It didn't have to, but I wanted to make sure that I had all the research. And uh, uh, it includes my 30 years of of working with clients and 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 my training and and all of the above everything that I've learned and you guys know that I am all about solutions and uh, thank you in advance for your donation your gift I had somebody she said come since I listened to you and started listening to you in t- in 2017 yeah, I know this is my 14th year coming up. Boy, I can't believe it. And uh, she said, and I've been doing everything you said, and things are changing for me. I'm doing everything you're doing. All right. So let me know. Email me and let me know how the show is really helping you. So I want to answer this question. I'm not going to read the whole email, but but this particular gentleman said that He's had a lot of negative stuff happen to him, and he's been trying to use the law of attraction, but he always falls back into, you know, just taking a look at what's going on. And uh, this is so uh, easy for me simply because I'm going to be teaching next week, and I just did a video around this. And let me just say, I'm going to come to you straight. No chaser, sir. Thank you for your email. But I'm going to say God has given you the most powerful thing, and that is your choice. So every day, all of us choose. We can live in two worlds every day, the world of problems or the world of possibility. I'm not saying that it's easy, but you can choose. So in the world of possibilities, there's infinite possibilities that are surrounding you right now. You may not know it or you may not see it. Um, there are opportunities, but because of your perspective, you 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 may be blind to it. Uh, in that field of infinite possibilities, there's an opportunity for you to be just just amazed and, and awed at all of the good that's trying to flow through you right now. But sir, remember life is happening as you, for you, through you. And if the lens of your thinking right now sounds like you've been looking a lot on the outside, if those lens are filtered with lack and not enough, you're going to keep manifesting that. So you you can choose to live in two worlds. We all can. The second world is the world of problems and, and uh, negativity. So when you're focusing in on problems, uh, you, you're kind of locked in, you're hypnotized into the world of problems, appearances. You know, uh, the Bible says, turn away from appearances. That don't mean that you're in denial about what's going on, but you almost have to turn away from it. And uh, you're hypnotized by what you see. 
So opportunities could be looming all around you, but you can't see it because you're so focused in on, on what you don't have. So really, I'm getting ready to say something really hard. The only thing that is withholding your good is you, not God. So your consciousness is your reality. So whatever you, wherever you're putting your attention, that's what's going to manifest. So, sir, it is all about focus. So these are some things that you can do. Uh, I'm going to teach more extensively on this next week. You can make a decision moment by moment to live in the three highest vibrations. Love, joy, gratitude versus anxiety, sadness, and depression. The highest, uh, the highest vibration will always win. If there's a fight, those high vibrations are going to win. You can choose that world of unlimited possibilities. I would get out a pen and say, what's possible? It's possible that I could find a new job today. What else is possible? Well, it's possible that that job would pay a great salary. What else is possible? It's possible that I could get my family back. What else is possible? So you begin to just think, you know, all change begins with your thinking. So God has given you the power to choose. Choose you this day what you're going to look at. Choose you this day what you're going to focus on. So here are a couple of things that you can do. Number one, really watch your focus and your attention. Secondly, turn away from that 3D world and negativity. That's going to be a process for you. Set an intention. My intention is to find a job or find a career. And then put your attention on that. It is an employee's market right now because of the great resignation. Uh, next, uh, once you begin to really uh, put your attention on your intention. Start looking around for opportunities. Remember, I said opportunities are just circling all around you, but you can't see it because your focus is on the negative. A and then I would just say, be grateful for what you have. So in that short period of time, just remember that I had to share, sir, that, that you can choose which world are you going to live in? The world of problems or the world of unlimited, infinite possibilities. You choose. All right, everybody. Uh, I want you to even, if you've been looking at the, at the negative, I want you to make sure that you turn your attention <laughs> towards the intention that you want. So let's take a deep breath in, everybody. Let it out. We'll be right back. Are you feeling stuck? Are you ready to live a life beyond your wildest dream? Constance Arnold is a seasoned and experienced professional licensed counselor for 25 years and a certified success life coach and would love to partner with you to create your dreams. She's coached and trained over 10,000 clients on five continents and has a proven track record of success. Constance will assist you in getting a clear vision for your life and develop customized strategies, projects, and action steps to begin manifesting your dream. Contact her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and visit her website 
at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, everybody, I'm back and you better put your seatbelt on. We got a baller in the house. We got a superstar in the house, you know, and the Bible talks about give honor to whom honor is due. So I want to read her bio because uh, she deserves it. My very special guest today is Dr. Nicole Roberts Jones, and she's going to talk to us about bankroll your brilliance. Uh, she is affectionately called the purpose producer, and she is going to help us today to draw out what is best in us and helping us to, number one, determine what our brilliance is, and then helping us to collect our bag and then go to the bank. We all want that. Uh, she worked in Hollywood and she was a talent management and casting uh, individual before she shifted her talent. I say before she surrendered and heard the voice of the spirit uh, to teach others how to bankroll their their brilliance. Uh, she's going to share that wonderful story. Some of her clients have included a Steve Harvey World Group. Uh, Dale, she's worked with the wonderful Lisa Nichols. You guys know I've motivated. I, I've I've coached and worked with her, motivating the masses. And she is a best-selling author and a transformational speaker. And we are blessed to have her today. So, Dr. Nicole Roberts Jones, welcome to the Law of Retraction Radio Network. Excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, let's just get with it. I have about 500 questions for you. <laughs> and um, I want to hear, I want you to share your story, your Hollywood story about how is it that you really are walking in this very powerful place of, of your own awesomeness? Mm -hmm. So ever since I was seven years old, I'm, I'm from South Central LA. So mm -hmm. boys in the hood, I grew up probably about 10 blocks from where they filmed that. that gotcha. movie. And if that neighborhood had its choice, my life should be defined by jail, drugs or drive by shootings. Mm -hmm. And so my my what I could see in my neighborhood was limited. Limited by what was surrounding me, but every day I watched TV and it made me dream. And mm. so ever since I was seven years old, I dreamed of working in the, in the, in the entertainment industry, if I get the word out. <laughs> and so I went to college, got my degree. And literally when I graduated, there I was at the time, uh, this is back in 1993, I worked for Viacom's largest cable network. We had an outreach to over 89 million homes on a weekly basis. Wow. And then from there, I was elevated into a casting position on the number one TV show on Fox. And mm -hmm. then from there, I worked with the entertainment group. And what we produced generated over $12.6 billion a year. Wow. So I'm playing really, really big. And I'm going to tell you, I loved every minute of it. I was living my dream. But how I got to this place is in the dark of the night when I was by myself, huh? I felt like something was missing. I kept thinking, are you crazy? You love your job. How do you feel like something is missing? I couldn't understand what I was feeling. And every time I talked to one of my friends about it, they would say, are you crazy? I'm like, <laughs> I feel crazy. And so I just felt dazed and confused, not knowing what else there could possibly be when this was the career again that I've dreamed of since I was seven years old and I was matriculating really well in it. And so to answer your question, one night, one of my good girlfriends, now this is 1993, y'all. If you are doing the math, this is a year after the LA riots, okay? Mm. So she says, hey, let's go work with youth at our pro at our church one Friday night. I say, okay, I'm game. So we go to church and we start working with young people. 
And as I started working with young people, their eyes lit up. And as their eyes lit Mm -hmm. up, my heart lit up. And I said, oh my God, this is it. But I didn't know what coaching was. I had never heard of that word. I don't even know if coaching was even real in 1993. And so really in that moment, I had a choice to make. Do I go after or stay in the Nicole that everyone else expects that I expected of me? Uh Or do I go after this rumble that was in my soul that now is being answered by these young women looking at me? And so that's really how I began to say yes to what I know now is my calling. What God began to do, and I'm saying this because some of you are in that in the middle of this right now. What I Uh realize now is your purpose matriculates. You know, God never intends for you to live on one level your entire life. Uh What I didn't realize then is that the casting producing I was doing for TV and film, I now do that around purpose because I really put you in the right role that's in alignment with your assignment and help you make all the money you're meant to make from it. By the way, y'all, profit means gain. So when you're doing the thing God created you to do, you're Mm -hmm. gaining for the kingdom. And so I learned that over time. And that's really, uh, long story short, how I made my shift. (laughs) You know, I just love that. And I love your book, Find Your Fears, Answering Your Soul's Call to a Purpose, Power, and Profit. And I thought about you when I heard that Beyonce, Sasha Fierce, just finished um, performing in Dubai. And since she knows who she is, reportedly was paid $24 Hello. And, and Hello. so so for listeners or people who are watching this, can we really profit from our purpose? Mm-hmm. So first, let me explain to you what I mean by find your fears. OK, yeah. I was watching Miss Beyonce uh, probably was about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I would say I was jealous, but I was having I would say I was little, but I was full on having a whole <laughs> hateration moment. Because let me tell you, if I could sing. Cause I could dance, but I cannot mm-hmm. sing. So if I could sing, Beyonce would have a run for her money. Right. So I'm watching her and what drops in my spirit while I'm watching her is you have fears too. And I'm like, okay, mm. this is not God talking to me while I'm watching Beyonce and, and hating on her. <laughs> and so what I began to realize is this, when Beyonce created that character, Sasha fierce, it was a time when God was matriculating her gift to a new level. Mm-hmm. See, before then she had been in a group with other women. And listen, y'all, think about all the stuff she went through with Destiny's Child. Two people yeah. left, then two people came, then one left, and she didn't give up. And now here she is faced with another challenge is to be solo. So for a good, since she was nine, she didn't go solo till she's like, what, what nine? No, like in her early 20s. So think about how long that had been she'd been in a group. Mm-hmm. So in order for her to do this thing that she knew she was meant to do, but she was scared to do it, she had to conjure up this alter ego to stand in the full power of who she be. And so what I know for sure is, one, God gave each of us DNA when we were born. When I say DNA, I'm talking distinct natural ability. There are things that you have a natural propensity to do or be. Those things are the very way God created you to be the answer to a group of people that need you, whether you're an entrepreneur or you work a nine to five. Uh And so in that moment, when I was watching Beyonce, I just fell on fire and I'm like, okay, Lord, I get it. And fellas that are listening, you have fears too. just say ferocious. Don't miss your blessing because you can't get that word. (laughs) My husband was like, I could be a whole lot of stuff, but I ain't gonna never be fierce. So fellas ferocious. Okay. So it's really being unapologetic about who you are Uh and doing the thing that scares you to expand your territory, to be the answer you were born to be in this world. So I know you talk a lot about we're the answer, we're the solution. So how does, uh, how can we stand in all of our fierceness in spite Mm -hmm. of fear? What would that look like for listeners? So it's really getting clear on 
how you were created and crafted. So I call Mm -hmm. this the be, do, have formula. So Mm. many of you guys are going to ask me, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? But what you leave out is the be. And they call us human beings, but we're not. We're human doings. Because we focus on what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And God is not going to show up in your busy. So for me, when God was speaking to me, or when I, I didn't know then God was speaking to me, when I was confused about why I was feeling this way, it wasn't until I started working with those young women and I stopped and paused and started saying, what is going on with me that I got answers? So really, let me say it like this. So I created what I used to call my fierce uh, formula. Now I call it my, br- excuse me, my fierce framework. Now I call it brilliance framework because I didn't want men to miss, miss out. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing, y'all. Your purpose, when you're standing in the full power of it, Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light so shine among men and women that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. So God wants you to shine. So there's four steps. And this is going to answer your question. Okay. Okay. So how do you know what your purpose is? The first two speak to that. The first is, what are you passionate about? Like, what do you Mm -hmm. love to do that you can do all day, every day and never get paid for? The second is, what are you proficient in? What are you really, really great at? Now, those two have to correlate. You can't be, you can't love it and not be good at it. Cause I told uh-huh. y'all I love to sing, but I'm not good at it. So I ain't nobody <laughs> to pay me that, right? Or you can't be good at it and hate it. Like Michelle Obama, who got to a place in her legal career, she talked about this in her book, Becoming, and she hated it. So what happens is when you are not in alignment with you, and listen, it could have been the very thing you started your career doing, but there comes a time when your gift has outgrown that seat and it's time to move into your next. Mm-hmm. So those are the two, passion and proficiency that have to correlate. The third is what problem does it solve? Every That's business, good. Nike, American Express, or my business or yours, Constance, all of us start our business as an answer to a problem, a need, a desire. So what are you the answer to? You've got to understand you're not everybody's answer. I see so many people that start businesses and say, I can serve every woman. Yeah, that's why you're not making no money. Uh You've got to really be clear on how you're wired and how that wiring is an answer. And then last is how do you profit from it? Those of you that are working on a five, it's the position of it because the position makes the business profit. So it's really looking at, again, profit means gain. But ultimately, when I make more money in my business, I can serve more people. So okay. it means I can hire more team. I can do more good in the world. So it's really looking at how do I create multiple streams of income from what I already know? So I want to go back to being and unpack that a little bit because I'm so big on that. You know, we're such a performance base from yes. the outside and 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 expound more on being because for me, that might be sitting in stillness, hearing mm-hmm. from God, getting some downloads. What would that look like? So, you know, when we get to a place where something seems off or something is shifting, mm-hmm. Usually for me, it was, I was feeling like something was missing. It was that time. That's not the only time I felt like that, y'all. God don't do it once. He keeps doing it when he wants you to grow, right? So what happens is in that moment, many of us, uh, me included, we have a natural propensity to just work more. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to work harder. Or maybe I need to do this. Instead of saying, you know, let me sit with what's coming up for me. So everybody finds this resolution differently. For me, I have 20 minutes at minimum of Jesus time a day. My husband mm-hmm. laughs at me because sometimes I'll be playing play, praise and worship music all out, hearing me all singing and crying and talking. <laughs> sometimes I'm reading a devotional. Sometimes I'm doing both. So it's finding what that quiet space looks like for you. And I find that when I do that, God doesn't always talk then. He'll talk later. He'll mm-hmm. drop something. But I have to spend time. Think about what a relationship looks like. If my husband never dated me, how would I know 
who he is, the decisions I need to make. Sometimes when he's not at home, I know what he would say yes and the same for him that I was saying yes and no to because we know each other. And so it's that intimacy with God and with you because there's God inside of you. So it's, it's sitting in that quiet time and everybody does it different. I do it sometimes walking, journaling. Uh-huh. I think um, I saw John Legend on an interview once and he said that sometimes he's writing a song. And he's like, Ooh, I didn't even know that was in me. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, sometimes just when you start writing, things start coming out. And so it's finding whatever that is for you, but having that time with you and God and nobody else. Well, that's so good, uh, Dr. Nicole. Well, you know, you mentioned multiple streams of income, and I thought of my own life uh, where I had major contracts for years and didn't even have to bid for them. And then one day they said, the budget has changed. Yeah, It scared the heck out of me. And that was back in the day when I learned my really hard lesson. So talk about the power of multiple streams of income for people that are in business. Sure. So, you know, as my grandmother used to say back in the day, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me first tell you my story. Cause I'm not someone that just talks to talk y'all. I lived it. I failed at it. I breathed it. I figured it out. And then God said, teach it. I'm like, okay. So literally I told you the first part of my story. In 1993, I left entertainment to do this thing that I didn't even know what to call it. I started mm-hmm. as a volunteer. Over time, my business grew. So by 2010, now 17 years in, okay, this year we mark 30 years. I'm like, ah, how old are you, right? <laughs> so anyway, um, 2010, my business looks su- successful. So remember I told you I was working with teenage girls in my church. Mm-hmm. That one volunteer moment became a, a nonprofit with 10 chapters in 10 churches throughout the country. Uh-huh. That was my nonprofit. Then I had a for-profit arm and I was coaching highly skilled women like many of you. And yes, I do serve a few good men. Um, but at the time, I only had women in my practice. So my my coaching client roster was at 100%. So I thought, oh, my first book came in 2010, came out in 2010. And I was thinking I could give my principles to women I can't take on as a client. And at the same time, raise money for my nonprofit. When that book came out, and I am going to answer your question, but I want y'all to see this. Uh-huh. When that book came out, I started getting invitations to speak all over the country. So let me tell you, this was the vision that I saw for my business in 1993. Me speaking all over the country, me coaching, me me speaking, writing books. But let me tell you something. I was only generating $13,000 a year in my business. Mm, thank you for your honesty and vulnerability. 13000 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. I did not start my business for it to be community service because that's what $13,000 <laughs> feels like. Because that's, that's lower than poverty level, right? And so my epiphany came one Sunday. Actually, it was November 7th, 2010. And yes, that's my birthday, November 7th. Okay. So special day, special day. Mm-hmm. All the way around. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio too, girl. My birthday. No, uh, okay. Over. Anyway, we won't get on that tangent. But listen, <laughs> so I was sitting on my couch. It was a Sunday night. I just got home from a speaking weekend. And by the way, you guys know I had a daytime job because I can't eat on $13,000. So at the time, I was working as an adjunct professor and at Boston University, and my class was at 8 a.m. That's a Sunday night, 8 a.m. Monday morning. I hadn't looked at the syllabus. I don't think I read the books. I told my students to read. I hadn't written a lecture note. <laughs> and I was sitting on my couch tired, exhausted, thinking I can't do this anymore. I, I can't do it. And I said, God, I- I- if this is really you, I need you to show me something. Because this is not working. This little $13,000 and me having to uh, work this daytime job and travel and all of this. And although I loved what I was doing, I was clear was my purpose. But something had to shift. And so to make an even longer story short, all past led to me meeting my coach. 
She cost 30000 Told you I only made 13000 mm-hmm. So listen, knees knocking, teeth chattering. I had to risk it all to gain it all. Hired her. And let me tell you what she began to show me. I call it your blind spots. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know what I didn't know. Here I was. And by the way, I was teaching at a master's degree level students. Okay. So here I'm teaching at graduate school at Boston University. I taught at USC for five years almost before I moved to Boston. So I'm thinking I should know how to do this, right? My ego was in the way. Mm-hmm. Come on, somebody. My ego was mm-hmm. in the way. Been there. I knew it all. I knew it all. Oh, I knew how to do this. Yes. Yeah. So I was only making 13000 One. Two. You know, I often say, and unfortunately, all I have is this water bottle. So I always say, you can't see the label from inside the jar. So if I am on the inside of this jar, that's how much water I got to drink. Two of these in a day. Right. Anyway, <laughs> can I see the label? I got gotcha. you. the jar. Right. Um, if I'm inside this jar, y'all, I can't see this label. That means I can't mm-hmm. see what I do and how I do the thing that I do effortlessly. There are things that are intrinsic to your DNA that you don't even realize that you do. So there were so many pieces of me that I was overlooking. So to make an even longer story short, my coach said to me, Nicole, wait a minute. You told me you're an adjunct professor and what you teach is program development. You told me you've worked with heads of state, you work with celebrities, you work with all these different businesses developing programs. I said, yeah. She said, Nicole, you don't have any programs in your own business. Hello. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that night, I had a speaking gig the next day, by the way, y'all. So that night I've developed my first program. Do you know I made $10,000 in one day? And by the way, that mm-hmm. program I wasn't present for. So I think what, to answer your question, there are three things that I learned in that moment. Number one, you need a coach that can see in your blind spots because there are pieces of what you do that you do on autopilot that you don't realize that you do. So that's number one. The second thing you need is what I call a blueprint. Now, what do I mean by that? So think about what a blueprint does to a house. And please, girl, interrupt me because I can talk, right? The second thing you need is a blueprint. So think about what a blueprint is for a house. So I recently had the uh, was blessed to redo the house I grew up in. And let me tell you what I did because I didn't know that I needed a blueprint. <laughs> I, put, I put all these pictures off of Pinterest. I'm like, I want these cabinets and I want these floors and I want this marble countertop. And, and my contractor was looking at me like, hey, let me finish. He said, none of that matters if you don't have a blueprint. Because now the house is in LA. If an earthquake comes and the flooring doesn't match the the walls or the roof, it's gonna fall. And so, what many people do when they start a business is they don't start and critically create a methodology. So they do whatever, whenever, however. So if I give you an example, and there's a number three, I'll tell you in a minute. If I give you an example of uh, what it looks like to have a methodology. I was blessed to coach Dr. Deborah Tillman, America's super nanny. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I met Deborah, I met her at a conference. She had the opposite issue. She she didn't need to make any more money. For her, she was leaving transformation behind. I was leaving money on the table. She was leaving transformation behind because she couldn't take any more clients because of how busy she was coaching families, traveling all over the country. At the time, she owed child care centers as well. And so she wanted to be able to serve more people and not be present. And someone said she had to talk to me and there we were. So hired me. We started working that on her first coaching call. I started to say to her, number one, there's things in your blind spots you can't see and you need to create a methodology. And she said, no, I tailor the experience every time I work with a parent. My letter finished. I said, are you done? Because you don't. Mm-hmm. She was silent. I was like, oh, she about to fire me. <laughs> so, let me tell you guys, I gave her the same assignment I give to every one of my clients. The same thing I did that night after my coach showed me me. And she came to the second, our second call in tears because she didn't realize that there are things that she does 
on autopilot yeah. that are a part of her methodology. So we created her blueprint, which she calls the GPS, the greater parenting system. She now has GPS online. She has GPS groups, mm-hmm. meaning she can serve more people and not be present, which speaks to number three. You've got to be making money in your sleep. Tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Cause you can't clone you. I was just talking to a um, uh, radio um, DJ yesterday and, he was saying, oh, I'm tapped out. And, and I said, yeah, because you can't clone yourself. And he was silent. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And I said, you know, what most people don't realize, and listen, so many people hear me say this on a radio show and they go put together an online program and then they see me out and out and about and they go, it didn't work. You know why it doesn't work? If you just go put together any old thing, because you're not clear on the result, the problem you're the answer to, if you don't create a methodology from it, it doesn't matter that you have an online program, it's not going to work. So it's not as simple as, oh, let me throw something up real quick. You've got to really, really go back to the core of who you are and how God crafted you to be, create a blueprint from it. And then one of those streams of income needs to be money while you're not present. Nothing but the truth. And, you know, after the pandemic, I mean, things shifted so drastically. And uh, who was I interviewing? Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. And, you know, there are just there are just millions waiting for people, but they haven't set in stillness enough to know, man, I have this gift and I am a solution in this area. Is that what you're saying people should do? I think what happens is when you try to answer it yourself, there'll be pieces you don't see. I think you need to get still so God can show you. Okay. Let me just say it this way. Um, All of us, many of us heard about the prayer Jabez. We were mm-hmm. sick of it years ago because they talked about it so much. Well, y'all might not have been sick of it. I was. Okay. So first Corinthians <laughs> 4, 9 and 10. What's interesting is he's only mentioned in two verses in the entire Bible. Okay. Yeah. So but true. His prayer was so significant. And he said, God, please enlarge my territory. He's saying, God, I want to do more for you. I think what most people don't realize is you've got to ask God and sit and still and say, I'm ready to, to serve. Show me what you want me to do. Once he shows you, that's where you need methodology. So you need both revelation and methodology. Where I was, where I failed y'all, as I had revelation, I had no methodology until I hired that coach. And I'm gonna tell you, it took 17 years. I feel like it took so long so I'd be passionate about it. <laughs> like the um, story of the children of Israel that went around that mountain for 40 years, mm-hmm. 40 days. Yeah, it took me 17 years. It probably should have been 17 days, but I was hard headed. And I didn't have methodology. And I really think you thinking that, okay, I know what my purpose is, but do you know who your ideal client is? Yeah. Do you know what problem you solve? Mm-hmm. Do you know all the things that you need to know around that so that you can be the exact thing God created you to do or be in this world? You know, I'm reading this book. I'm going to be quiet after this. I'm, a, I'm you're, 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 you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Because I can talk, y'all. I get excited. I get excited when you start talking about uh, making money because I want you guys to get profit means gain. God created you to gain for the kingdom. So here's what is so deep and interesting. And because I'm reading this book right now, I'm a Bible verses. So y'all roll with me. Mm-hmm. When God kicked the devil mm-hmm, out of heaven, he kicked him down here to earth. Now, I want you to get when he kicked the devil out of heaven is because the devil was like, well, I want to take over your spot, God. I want to sit in your seat. Can I have full authority? And God said, no, no. Now, from what I'm reading, the enemy, God had given the devil authority over, over, over earth. Oh, but that wasn't enough for him. So when God kicked him out, God also shut down the earth. So when we look at Genesis one, God is recreating the earth, but he didn't give the dominion back to the devil. He gave it to us. 
So the enemy fights us to be clear on our purpose, because when we start to do the thing we were crafted and created to do, we're standing in our authority and we're taking it away from his ability to, to grab it and take it. Nothing but the truth. And, you know, and to stand in that uh, and to say, and no, this is who I am. These are what my gifts are. This is how I'm going to serve. What role do you feel like self-image, self-esteem? Because, you know, a lot of people say, I just want to help people, but they ain't making no money. So what role do you feel like that knowing your value in exchange for dollars? So um, anytime you do something you've never done before, it's going to be scary. I think one of the things that I always like to say is your comfort and your conviction can never coexist. Mm, good. So when you're trying to be comfortable and this happens to many of us, okay? A lot of my clients, a little something called imposter syndrome, okay? So if you've never sold your gift this way, it doesn't mean you're not gifted. It doesn't mean the gift isn't there. It means you've just never done it like this. And so it's going to be scary and it's going to make you second guess yourself. And so you've got to be willing to do it afraid. If you think of mm-hmm. anybody great in the Bible or anybody you admire, like if I say Tyler Perry, uh, he, his play bombed a good five times before it, it actually took off the first one. He was living in a car, y'all. Okay. I don't know mm-hmm. how many of y'all would have quit after the first one did horrible and already living in a car. I can go on and on about things people went through and things people did. So I think you've got to know that when we talk about worth, you got to know your value in God. Yeah. So when you start to get to know your gift, now understand this is nobody's gift but yours. Just like when you're pregnant, ain't nobody going to push that baby out but you. So it's nobody's responsibilities, nobody's business but you and God. So you've got to stop looking for other people to give you permission to be who God created you to be. So that's the other reason why I like a Beyonce, Miss Sasha Fierce. She, she is, she, look, she stands out and does her own thing. And she doesn't care what other people think. Well, I don't know. I haven't met her yet, but it appears that she doesn't care <laughs> what other people think of what other people say. Look at Oprah. I mean, when you look at the people that are standing out from the crowd, Absolutely. they're not trying to do what everybody else does, but they're getting clear on themselves. And so for me, the reason my business failed for years is because I wasn't clear on the results. When I started getting clear on the outcome you get when you work with me, oh, I'm unapologetic. Yeah. And I remember a woman called me once and said, oh, God sent me to you. And I said, okay. I still, when, I, when I'm talking to you, I'm still going to ask you, you know, what you what you need because I'm mm-hmm. a server, not a seller. So I'm still going to ask you questions. And then we finished. We both concluded that the program I have, my Brains Master Academy, was a good fit for her. So then I told her how much it was. And she was like, ooh. I said, oh, God didn't tell you I was expensive? <laughs> now, I'm clear I'm not as expensive as most but I'm more expensive than some. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I said to her, what well, she said, let me pray. I said, God already gave you your answer. He's not going to answer you again. Yeah. I said, so when you're ready to be obedient, I'll be here. And I'm yeah. sharing that with you now because God is looking for what you will do with what you have. Will you wait to be comfortable? Not going to happen in comfort. My coach, that 30,000, baby, I wasn't comfortable. I didn't know when I paid that deposit, I was praying, Lord Jesus, I don't know how I'm going to make the rest of these payments, but I'm a trust. And literally I went from 13,000 to 200,000 within six months because I was willing to do it afraid. So to answer your question, to go back, self-confidence comes in action and yeah. you taking the action and, and you stop waiting on God, you know, when in actuality, God has done his part. He's waiting on you. And it'll show up when you start to activate what's already in you. That self-confidence comes as you activate it. That's why Beyonce created Sasha Fierce. She wasn't confident. She was scared to go on stage. And so she conjured up an alter ego so she could stand in this other thing, right? So if you need to get an alter ego so you can be all of you, then get it. 
But realize now you don't hear about Sasha Fierce anymore. Mm-mm. You sure don't. She's walking it out. Mm-hmm. It She's worked for the moment for her to transition into it, but now she no longer needs it. Well, you know, I want you to expound on the power of coaching because I'm, I am a coach and mm-hmm. I'm just so big on that. And like you, I have two coaches and and uh, my listeners know that, you know, I paid an exorbitant amount back in the day yep. and I was like, oh my God, but that money was an investment Yes. And shifted and changed my entire life. So, so talk a little bit more about coaching. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I know you said a coach can see your blind spots. What else? Mm-hmm. What would be some benefits? So, I think there's so many benefits to having a coach. So, think about you know when you when a top athlete is like if I use Venus and Serena or Serena, mm-hmm, you know, she just mm-hmm. retired. So, when Serena was trying to go up and push herself to her next level, it wasn't her by herself. It was her coach dad for a while and then she got a coach so uh, the difference between a mentor and a coach because so many people ask me to be their mentor and I say no I don't know you see a mentor is someone that you've already worked with that you already mm-hmm. have a relationship with but they're they're going to meet you just whenever you may have one coffee every six months you can't create strategy from that Mm-mm. a coach is someone you have a contractual relationship with meaning I'm going to meet you once a month or every other week and we're working toward this predictable end so a coach is going to help you push you like a trainer in the gym. Now I'm going to tell you, I got a trainer right now that just texted me before I got on here. And I was like, leave me alone. Don't ask me what I ate for lunch. <laughs> I haven't eaten lunch yet. Right. So don't, don't ask me. Right. And so anyway, um, that's how I felt, but I answered her, mm-hmm. but she's doing that because she knows the, 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 the middle of the day is when I cheat. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so for me being in menopause, hello menopause and my body <laughs> shifting, the, the stuff I used to do doesn't work. So I'm sharing that because when you're starting a business, you could have been very successful in your career or when you're looking to do something different in your career, you could be successful here. When you're going here, you need new tools. That's one of my favorite quotes is the tools you've used on this level are not sufficient for your next. And you don't know what tools to use. So that's why a coach is beneficial. A coach that's at least 10 steps ahead of you on a path and show you what you need to do so that you can get to where you want to go. So what about folks who are listening say, well, you know, Dr. Nicole, I want to make more money, but I just don't know what my purpose is. I mean, if I hear that one more time, I'm going to scream. What would you say to those people who say, I don't know what my purpose is? Are they saying, I don't know what my gift is? Or You know what's so interesting? So since you brought up my book and it just happens to be sitting, I'm going to show you okay. my book. So this is me at three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So what's so funny is my husband did a roast for my 40th birthday, y'all. And you see, I'm talking in this picture. And he said, how come you're talking in every picture? I'm like, do you know me? Hello. Right. <laughs> I got trouble every day when I was little for talking too much. So that's number one. The second thing is in this baby carriage, do you see a baby in that baby carriage? I think they're books. Uh-huh. Because I've always been a natural producer. Mm-hmm. I've always been her. And because it's always, it's not something you need to, to create. Your purpose is not something you need to create. Mm-hmm. It's something you need to discover because it's there already or uncover. Some of you have uncovered only pieces of it. And so this is why I always say you cannot see the label from inside the jar because there are pieces of it there you're operating in and you'll say stuff like, oh, can't everybody do this? Or, oh, this thing? Yeah. Nobody can do it like you. You need to understand that. So when you look at JLo and Beyonce, totally different. If I say Janet Jackson and Beyonce, totally different. I keep going. Totally different, but I love Janet for different reasons and I love Beyonce. I can go on and on, right? And it's they're not comparable. 
So you've got to be clear and sit with, and if you don't know what your purpose is, this is why you needed a coach, an outside person that can pull it out of you. The other thing I love about coaching, because technically I'm, I'm trained as a, as a counselor, okay? And uh, don't y'all don't send me no inbox messages for what I'm about to say, okay? So in counseling school, they teach you that your clients are broken and that you, you can fix them. I don't believe in that. You're not broken. Mm-hmm. As a coach, what you learn is I'm shining a light so you can see pieces of you that you may not have been able to see without the light. That's so, good. Again, it's not that it's not there, it's there, but you just are overlooking it. That was me. So I think those of you that don't know your purpose is there, get with the coach. And I'm clear I'm not everybody's coach, but there's a coach you've been eyeing. Uh, you need to uh, get with him or her and get clear what your purpose is because no matter how smart you are, I don't care how many degrees you have, I don't care how many years you've been in your business, et cetera, et cetera, or in the industry you've been in, until you're clear on that, everything you do will fail. I'm so I'm so glad you said what you said about counseling and coaching. I'm a co- I'm a counselor for for 30 years and I always knew God don't want us looking and digging so much in the past and what happened to you know it is there mm-hmm. but strategically just like you said you said it so profoundly when you do begin to get clear about who you are those things will come up and you can easily shift and change them. And I just ask about them. I mean, because I'm trained as a counselor. So if I see it, I'm going to ask about it and mm-hmm. ask what happened there and make some suggestions. And then you get to choose the thing that some counselors, not every counselor, will mm-hmm. keep you stuck there and yeah. lay, lay on the couch for weeks and weeks. And now every counselor is not like this, y'all. Don't, don't be sending me no inbox messages, but a lot are. And you never feel movement because they will just ask you questions and keep you there. I want to move you from there because there's so much more than yesterday. For you, there's tomorrow. And yesterday, we do need to heal. Don't don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I've been to counseling too. Trust and believe. I've been to counseling, okay? Because I had a whole lot of yesterday that I had to get resolved. But once it gets resolved, it's it's not going to go away. But you should have the tools to know when it comes up. That's that being time, by the way, y'all. When it, when it comes up, I'm like, oh, let me go sit in my being. Here it is, right? <laughs> because the devil also knows what it is. Mm-hmm. And if he's trying to take your authority, okay, that's what he brings up in your face. So you will quit. So you'll second guess yourself. So you'll never get to the abundantly above all that God wants for you. You know, I I love that you say that, you know, when you bankroll, it's gain. And Mm -hmm. so for people who've been struggling, living paycheck to paycheck, you know, that is great news. So share with us just, I know you got hundreds, but just a story of one of your clients who, who maybe you coached and now they are bankrolling their brilliance. Sure. I'm going to tell you, sir, but let me tell you guys the other side of what happened after I work with my coach and okay. realizing I had blind spots. Right. So, and you guys, I'm transparent. So before then, so when I read my whole, you know, I had 10 chapters in 10 states, I was speaking all over the country. That sounded sexy. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was flying myself out to those speaking gigs and putting myself up. Okay. Cause I was thinking, this is my ministry. I'm meant to serve. Right. And so mm-hmm. I got to go serve the people. And so, and then I started taking my husband's frequent flyer miles because he works in corporate. And I'm like, it's a gift to the ministry, baby. And he used to look at me like, whatever. My business is my ministry. Okay. By the way, ministry in the dictionary. So funny. (laughs) The ministry in the dictionary says to serve a group of people. That's what I do in my business. Okay. Mm -hmm. So call myself a marketplace minister. We can go into all of that. But here's what I want you to get. So learn all these things and start making money in my business. And then I get my first call to a speaking gig. Guess what? It's a church. I'm like, really, Lord? Why? Church got to call me first. And it's the first lady calling me herself. I'm like, oh. And so when she asked me my speaking fee, I said it and I hushed. 
Mm-hmm. And she said, okay. I was like, did she just say okay? Because we're mm-hmm. on the phone. And then she said, well, what hotel do you want to stay in? What? Do you have a preferred airline? I'm thinking, what? So mm-hmm. I hang the phone up. Now, if you know me, Constance, like I think you do, you know, I was like, look, really, Lord, really? All this time, I've been in struggle. Yeah. Really, let me tell you what God said back to me. He said, struggle and service should never coexist. Why would I give you a gift and want you to struggle to do it? Truth. But I need y'all to get this. We choose struggle when we aren't willing to invest at the level we want to see the return. We invest in Louis Vuitton and Mercedes uh-huh. and Gucci and, and I can go on and on. We pay for college tuition. We, and yet you don't want to invest in your purpose. You know, God is so invested DNA in you. When you were born, he invested distinct natural ability in you. What's God's return on his investment? So good. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, once you got in the vibration of this is who I am, mm-hmm. this is what I, I offer on the inside of you, other people felt that. Yeah. And they recognized yeah. because, because you, you had acknowledged all of that. You're, yeah. And, and they were like, oh, no problem. Right. Well, let me say this too. So let me okay. answer the second part of your question. I just realized I listen, y'all. I'm a I'm a woman of a certain age. I forget stuff. So if I forget the answer <laughs> to a question, girl, say something. So so client example. So I'm not gonna say her name. I'm sure mm-hmm. she wouldn't mind, but I'm car R. So R was working with me. And you know, again, when I work with you, I'm helping you be clear on the lane your gift is meant to dwell in because you're not everybody's answer. So what mm-hmm. is that one lane? Okay. And then once we get clear on that one lane, we create methodology. So she got a call from her local chamber. Okay. Oh, I got another story. That's good too. She got a call from her local chamber. She's like, oh my God, what do I do with that? I said, listen to what they need. And if it's not one of the steps of your methodology, you have no business doing it. If it is, uh-huh. make the pitch and say that step, whatever number. And then they're going to ask you what it is and just talk about that one step. And so literally she did that. Not only did she get the contract then, but now she's on, she has an ongoing contract with them now. She's on their board now. I mean, so it, that one moment with one workshop now turned into a multiple year contract. Another client who is an administrator, I'm not saying people's names because they don't know I'm going to say I got gotcha. on, on, on the radio. So um, she's a, she was a uh, school administrator. She had been a teacher for years and moved into administration. She came into my uh, Brilliance Master Academy program because she really wanted to be able to serve teachers. And so we got clear on her ideal client, which wasn't teachers. Now, is she going to serve teachers? Yes. But her ideal client is this actual school. And so once we started getting clear on the shift she needed to make to look at the school and not just the teacher. Mm-hmm. That's good. The methodology to serve from that. And she fought me on it, though, because I'm going to tell you, y'all, when you're in a box and all of us, when you work in a system like a school system or mm-hmm. corporation, they put you in a box over time, not on purpose. You say yes to it because you get into that 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 rigorous role of that that organization, that big conglomerate you're a part of. OK, so I had to shift how she looked at that. OK, so we did it together, though. So listen, she created a methodology, Microsoft called. And she was wow. like, oh my God, I said, girl, don't you, I said, don't give it all away. I know you went up to know you're going to start teaching them and they'll take it and steal it. Don't you do mm-hmm. that? I said, listen to what they need. And then same thing I said to our, my other client. <clears throat> so literally, do you know that Microsoft bought her methodology? Wow. They're doing it in one state to try it out. It will be all in schools all over the country. So, and that's one contract. She has like four now. So when you start getting clear 
on who you are and how God crafted you and you create methodology from it, it makes a world of difference. When people come to you, if they don't fit in that methodology, you have no business doing it anyway. Absolutely. So what does it feel like for you to bankroll your brilliance? I mean, you were successful when you were in Hollywood. I heard uh, Pam Perry call you Hollywood. So what does it feel like now? And because people are always wanting to know. So what does it feel like to have wealth and abundance and walk on your purpose? What would you say to that? So, you know, what's interesting is I don't look at money being my wealth. I look at the legacy, the gain that I'm making for the kingdom as my wealth. Mm -hmm. You know, when I look at, when I die and get to meet God face to face, I want him to say, Job well done. I don't don't want him to say, what happened? Mm -hmm. Go back. You're not done, right? So for me, it's really looking at the impact, the significance, which is much bigger than just success. Because listen, I I say it like this. God is God of systems. So when I do the thing that I'm called and created to do, and I serve my clients. So when I look at the, I'll call her M, so I won't say her name. Mm -hmm. M, that got the, so funny, M in Microsoft. Her name does start with an M though. (laughs) Um, I look at what she does. I'm a part of that. So then when she serves all the teachers that that curriculum is going to serve, I'm a part of that. Yeah. So all of that is a part of my legacy. If I can go down each client and as they serve their clients, they're a part of that legacy. And so really for me, it's looking at the masses, the the way I'm able to multiply the the gain for the kingdom. You know, when yeah. we all do the thing that God, I keep saying this over and over, but I want y'all to get this. If I am who I'm called and crafted to be and I serve my client, I'm, I'm that's a part of the kingdom. Yeah. As my clients do the thing that God called and crafted them to do, that's part of bringing the kingdom down here on earth. And so at the end of the day, it's really, I get excited when I see my clients flourish, when I see them getting yeah. clear, when I see their aha moments, when I see their clients doing well. Um, I have another client that teaches high school students. And I remember she was having an event. She was stressing out and calling me on the way to the event. And I was in an event. So I got her a message late. And then she said at the end, you know what? I have a methodology. Why am I calling you? Let me just go do my methodology. Right. So she hung up. I called her later the day. She said, you know what? I was scared because I had never done it, but I, I trusted what, you know, what we created, which was our methodology. She said, oh my God, I hit it out of the park. It was, oh, it was awesome. And so it's really moments like that yes. is what I look for. Well, tell listeners and people who are watching about your services. How can we get your book? What programs do you offer? I've been all over your website, I tell you. <laughs> so first You're I'm going to give a free Okay. And they give a free gift. So um, bankroll your brilliance book, free ebook that gives you 15 ways to get paid for what you know. Again, it's bankroll your brilliance book.com. So when you get that, y'all know you'll get an email from me, right? So you're gonna be in my email. <laughs> but and I'm transparent. So um, yes, I have coaching. Brilliance Mastery Academy is my signature program where myself and my team work with you um for a year, like an incubator to create programs to get your entire business up and running. Some of it is recalibrating, some of it is taking down and restarting, and some people are starting up. So brilliancemasteracademy.com is where you find that. Outside of that, I'm, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> uh, in Roberts Jones, when my name is too long, because uh, sometimes it is, or Nicole Roberts Jones and all those places. So, so in closing, what would be one mantra, one revelation, one insight 
one nugget of wisdom that you would like to leave with people? You've already shared so much. That's why when you were talking, you said, girl, you better stop me. You know, I'm like, <laughs> nope. I know when the anointing is on someone and I know how to flow with that. So what word of wisdom would you leave with listeners all over the world? Um, one of my favorite, and I, I shifted it. I heard someone say this, and I don't remember who, and I shifted it, um, is that your comfort zone is where your purpose goes to die. Wow. They said dreams, but I say purpose. And and so many people wanted to be comfortable. And God never said it was going to be easy. Mm-hmm. He never said it was going to be comfortable, but he did say it would be worth it. Wow. So you got to be willing to do it uncomfortable. Well, I tell you what, Dr. Nicole Roberts-Jones, you are an amazing woman. So grateful uh, that we connected. And guys, I want you to go to her website, take advantage. You see the wisdom, the spirituality, the knowledge, and even the, the sense of humor that she has. And uh, go to her website, take advantage of uh, that free gift that she's going to give you. And also take advantage of her coaching. And uh, I just thank God for connecting us. And you're just such a blessing to the world. So everybody, uh, as you watch this or listen to this, I want you to share this podcast, this show uh, with your friends, with your coworkers, with anybody who's in business. Uh, Share it on your timelines, on social media, so that we all can shift and change. And as my niece say, Aunt Constance, go get the bag and, you know, and and bankroll our brilliance. It's the will of God for your life to live an abundant and wealthy life in our areas. So make a decision. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.